This is Agents Influence Podcast. You've got to be your own best friend because, as you know, cold calling is tough. Setting up your own business is tough. And you can put all the work in and at the end of it might not see the results that you expected. But that point about affirmation is so important when things go wrong or maybe you're having a tough time on the phone and nothing seems to be happening. You've got to compare yourself to yesterday. Be your own best friend, but are you better at what you're doing now than you were yesterday? Because if you can answer yes to that, you're on the right track, right? I'm Jason Cass and we're going to help you think differently. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Agents Influence Podcast Conversations with Jason Cass right here. And today, right before you hit play, you hit play on this not to hear me. You hit play on today because you're like, who is Callum Beecroft? Like, who in the hell? Okay, I never I never heard this guy. And Cass has got somebody that's right because you know Cass is always out there trying to find the good shit for you. And I think I found it. I'm out there dabbling around trying to figure out who's the best prospectors and, and the best tactics for my guys in my office and my gals, excuse me. And I ran across Benjamin. You guys all know I talk about Benjamin all the time. And then I ran across this guy. He's also known, a.k.a. the Phone Jacker. Callum, wait, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, pleasure. Excited to do this. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. I'm excited about it. So um, I got three questions that I ask everybody before we get into this thing. Uh, they're pretty boring, but uh, they the the audience likes it after 800 and some of these. Um, are you an iPhone or are you a Droid user? I'm an iPhone Wow. Now that's unusual. In America, everybody's iPhones, right? But yeah. the rest of the world's kind of not so much that way. Uh, I don't know. I think in the UK, most people are on iPhone. Uh, are they? Yeah, I think so. There's maybe some more Android users based on what you said than compared to the US. But yeah, yeah. UK, iPhone definitely rules. Must be like a, uh, I don't want to say a wealthy country, because but a wealthier country thing. Because here's the statistics. 89% of all iPhones in the world, or no, cell phones in the world are droids. Yeah. Really true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a really, really crazy fact. But you got to think about like, it's, it's, it's not so much just a droid. It's the, it's the whole, um, the whole operating system. So it could be a million different phones, but they all use the droid system. Right. But yeah, it's really interesting. I'm a droid guy, but uh, it's good to meet an iPhone guy from over there in the, in the, from across the pond. Right. God, that was terrible. That was terrible, dude. That was yeah, terrible. It wasn't great. That wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, tell me the last app you downloaded. Oh, the last app. I think it was today, actually. Um, we have uh, Sky Sports, which is our main kind of cable broadcaster for sports. Um, okay. Yeah, for some reason, I didn't have the app and I used to use the web for it. And I realized today, so I just downloaded it. I was like, why am I messing about with the. Safari when I could just get the app and access all of this. So, right, yeah, it's literally, exactly literally at lunchtime today, I think. So that was an easy one to answer. What time is it there right now? Uh, it's about three three p.m. Just gone three. Three p.m. Yeah, it's nine oh six here on September second. You loyal listeners, do you love to win or do you hate to lose? Ooh, that's a very good question. 
I think I'd love to win. Yeah. You love to win? Any reason why Why you were thinking about it there? Because uh, I don't mind losing, but I don't love it. Because usually if you lose, and I'm thinking about this from a cold calling point of view, right? Um, mm-hmm. A loss in my eyes would be, well, the biggest loss would be having a conversation with someone where probably I should have booked the meeting, but for whatever reason I messed up and it didn't happen. That would be the biggest loss. But as long as there's a lesson to be learned, I don't mind losing, but... When you That's win, right. you don't really you don't really gauge on what you did well, right? You don't really see the mistakes. So, yeah, but it's all ego at that point in time, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I'm awesome. so I definitely what hate it. I don't, I don't love losing. If I could avoid it, I'd definitely do it, but I don't mind it. That's right. I like that. I like that. Um, two things we believe here at Agents Influence got you to where you are: one skill, one's luck. Which would you say, if those were the only two factors, would you say has been a bigger factor in your life, Phone Jacker? I mean, specific to what I do now, it'd have to definitely be skill for sure. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Before this, were you doing jobs that you just were maybe more lucky in? Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, basically. Well, let's talk about that. I really want to get to that. There's those three questions. I want to get to this. Take us back, if you could, back to high school, college, whatever, and bring us forward to how you got to where you are today, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, I won't go into too much of the details, but college, I studied uh, business management and marketing. Um, okay. And it was a three-year course, but sandwiched after the second year was a year's uh, internship, basically. Um, so I did that, and it was significant for me because when I graduated, I got offered a job back um, at the company that I did my internship with. So, um okay. I think that was slightly fortunate, going back to your question about luck versus skill. Mm -hmm. Um, But that got my foot in the door. And obviously, coming out of college or university, as we call it here, um, it's quite difficult to get a first job, right? So I was very fortunate. I got paid a good wage um, for a postgraduate, so to speak. Um, And then I did that. And basically, I worked in the advertising world. And I was essentially an account manager or a project manager. And um, it was very boring and I hated it. Uh, And a pivotal moment that kind of leads me to where I am now. um, I remember I I hated it. I was like, right, I've got to do something different. I don't know what. And the company that I was in, I spoke to, my manager was really good. He helped me set up some conversations with people who were in different areas of the business um, so I could get a sense of what it's like there and whether that's something that I would want to do. So one of them was marketing and the other one was sales. Um, and I had conversations with these people. Uh, I didn't really like the marketing side of things. It sounded quite boring. Uh, and I was leaning more towards the sales side of things. And I remember, um, one Friday afternoon and I'd had a shit week and I was like, really can't be asked to do this anymore. And I just remember seeing some sales guys walking out the office at maybe midday, 1 PM. And they were obviously going out for a client lunch. And I just thought, ah, that job looks a lot more fun than this. I've, I've, got to, <laughs> I've got to try and get my foot in the door. Um, and then back to your point about the luck side of things. So I worked in this uh, team uh, as a project manager and had all of this technical knowledge about this specific product. And I worked with salespeople that sold it from an advertising point of view. Uh, and basically a position came up where it was kind of a sales specialist with this product that I'd been working on day in, day out, and a position came out. 
And for some reason, they hired me. So again, that was a kind of element of luck. I had no sales experience, um, nothing to lean on there. But for some reason, they hired me because they were like, right, this guy, he knows a lot about the product. So maybe that will help. Um, so I did that. And afterwards, I've maybe had about four or five sales jobs uh, over a six-year period. I went traveling in between. Um, so you obviously liked it though, Colin. You obviously liked it, the sales part. I did, but I had a lot of issues um, with companies. So one of the companies, the first one, um, we were a part of a merger. And when we went into the, the second company, the whole team moved across. They basically doubled our um, revenue target. And we're talking in the millions already. So it was pretty much not achievable. Wow. Uh, and obviously the whole business, I don't know what they finished on, I left. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of unmotivated people because these targets were just out of, out of reach, right? So mm -hmm. I left, I went traveling, I came back, I worked for another company. Uh, then I got made redundant. They closed down their, uh, London office because of GDPR. They had loads of GDPR issues. I then went to another company that didn't work out. So that was another nine months. Um, and then the last company I was employed at, I was there for about two years. Um, and, yeah, the main thing that kind of led me to where I am today was obviously when COVID hit, um, I used to sell uh, marketing, digital advertising, marketing services to online sports books, right? So it's quite big in okay. the US now, right? It's been growing over the mm -hmm. last Obviously, when COVID hit, um, pretty much globally, the whole sporting calendar just paused, right? So mm -hmm. for three, four months, so there was no live sporting events. There was no sports for people to bet on. So this caused lots of issues for me i lost um clients because they were no longer spending on uh sports um and obviously with covid a lot of companies were now looking inwards how do they adapt to this what do they need to do different uh bless you and um, thank you <laughs> yeah my life became really difficult and you mentioned benjamin earlier i think maybe four months after we went into lockdown so it was probably about june um yeah two years ago now right Mm -hmm. um, I was really struggling. And at that point, I was like, right, I need to get some external help here because I'm doing something wrong and I don't know what it is and I'm really struggling. Uh, so I reached out to Benjamin, the UK's most hated tra uh, sales trainer. And yeah, that was the, the moment where it kind of set me on this path uh, that I'm on now. I started working with him, uh, did one of his prospecting boot camps. Uh, then I worked with him for about nine months on his coaching clubs and uh, did that. And I basically got to the point where I was like, I'm not developing enough at my company or not de not developing fast enough uh, for where I wanted to be, right? I felt like it was really slow. So I had a conversation with Benjamin, um, probably one of my last coaching club sessions that I had a one-to-one -one with him. I turned up on the call and he said, what's new? So I said, oh, I've just quit my job. I've got nothing lined up. And he just laughed at me. <laughs> yeah, stupid, I know. He just laughed at me and I didn't understand why he was laughing. And he essentially just went on to say, it was like, this is probably some of the best news I've heard for a while. And yeah, I never understood why. Wow. We had a conversation wow. about it. And towards the end of the conversation, I was talking to him about all of the stuff that he teaches, how to apply that into an interview, right? So the plan was always to get another job somewhere else where I felt I could develop quicker and have more freedom to try out all of the things that Benjamin teaches, right? So we had mm -hmm. this conversation and uh, by the end of it, he said two things to me. He said, one, he's like, you know, you're going to struggle with this. Um, 
And I didn't understand why, so I asked him and he said, well, look, you're going to go into this interview process and you're going to come across like you know more about sales than most of the people that are going to be hiring you, right? Um, so that's going to be problem number one. And problem number two, he said, well, if you're a sales director or a sales manager hiring someone, you're going to want to hire someone who, in theory, I knew a lot, right? I'd been working with Benjamin for the best part of a year. I knew all the theory. I lacked real-world experience to try this out. But in an interview, you can come across with the theory. And he just said, if you're a sales director, sales manager, you're going to want to hire someone who knows more than them about the theory of selling. Or are they just going to want to get someone that's going to step in line, do as they say, not challenge them and be easy to work with? And yeah. that was a penny drop moment where I was like, he's right. Um, all these problems that I'm currently having with my current employer, I'm going to have these in the next company that I get hired by, right? So he was like, look, you've got one option. <laughs> Go and do it on your own. And you can have the freedom to make mistakes, uh, sell to who you want, for how much you want, all of that. Um, and he said, look, why don't you do what I did? When I started out, I set up my own prospecting business and kind of freelance. You can work with two or three companies at the same time. Uh, like I said, choose who you work with, what industries, how much you charge, all of these things um, that you can have control over. And obviously with that, you'll, you'll develop lows quicker. So you'll tick that box. And that's when the phone jacker was born. So yeah, that's going... Good. Up what to, a great story, dude. Yeah, about a year ago now. I've been doing this for about a year. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. So now I've... So who do you work for? So so you don't work... So you, I mean, I know you work for yourself, but who's your contracts? What's it look like, dude? Uh, so I've got a couple of companies I'm working with at the moment. Um, e-commerce business and a marketing agency as well. So, so are you helping them sell, helping them teach what you do? Or are you actually selling and, and getting money for them? So I just do the prospect inside of things. Ah. Yeah. So okay. I just pick up the phone and try and set them meetings with the prospects that they want to meet with. Um, yeah. And I'll just do that. I pr primarily just pick up the phone, speak to people, book meetings. Um and that's it. I spend a lot of time on the phone, basically. I know you do. So so what was it? Like you're going through all of these jobs, right? You're unhappy. You're traveling. You're coming back. You're doing all these things. But at the end of the day, someone teaches you how to properly cold call. And that's the thing you step to, right? Now, I'm a cold caller and I understand how powerful that is, Callum. So, I mean, I'm good. But to all my loyal listeners listening, they're thinking, are you serious? This is what he settled on? Why? And how are you so great at it? Tell us. Uh, well, I don't know if I'm great at it, but I'm well, getting better. You're still making a living. Yeah, I'm getting better. Um, well, it's a really good question because the moment, maybe a few weeks after I decided to, to go and set up my own business and do this, I thought to myself, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> do I even want to do this? I, I knew how hard this was going to be. Uh, and I was like, really, I've, I don't know if this is the right decision. Um, but... After that, I deliberated and I thought about it. And I was like, well, what's my other option? If I go and get employed by another company, I'm going to have to prospect, right? I'm going to have to pick up the phone. I had all of these issues with managers telling me what to do and what I can't do and um, all the other kind of bureaucracy you experience as an employee. I'm going to have to go and do that. So I either quit selling, do something else, but I just invested a year of my time getting good at it and uh, learning the theory and put it into practice. So I made that decision to do that. I can't go back on that and I didn't want to. Uh, and then I just thought, well, look, if I can get really, really good at this, 
there's so many benefits to it, right? It's the discipline side mm-hmm. of things. It can be really uncomfortable at the very beginning um, and put yourself in some uncomfortable positions so you can grow in that sense. Uh, obviously, there's the conversational element to it, right? If you're speaking to decision makers day in, day out, you can develop your uh, conversational skills, which again will be um, beneficial in loads of walks of life, um, future career, etc. Um, and I thought, look, if I can do this, it's really going to be, it's going to be hard. If I can do this, I'm just going to grow and develop. Um, so at that moment, I was like, right, I'll, I'll just stick to this because I know the benefits are going to outweigh the pain that potentially I'm going to have to go through to make this a success. So how'd you find your first client? Uh, it didn't work out very well. <laughs> well <laughs> it never just, does, man. It never well, does. <laughs> um, it was primarily, primarily a data issue. Um, and I think my, the client I had at the time bought this data from a third party. Uh, I had a list of prospects and there was four numbers next to each list. And yeah, I was going through this list, about 25% of them were inactive. Um, a lot of them were wrong numbers, a lot of home home numbers as well. Um, and I think maybe after three weeks, four weeks, we had a conversation about whether we sort this list out or not. Um, and the client yeah, didn't want to do it. So we just parted ways and on to the next one. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him, I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed, let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia, we saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual intel, that's with two L's, that's virtual, I-N-T-E-L-L, Com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel. Cast certified. So how'd you get your first successful one? Um, Let me ask you this. How are you finding them? Let's put, when I say, how did you get them? Like, are you just picking up the phone and saying, hey, I can help you sell? I mean, are there certain niches you go after? Yeah, really good question. I'm trying to think back to timelines, right? Because sorry, going going back to your point about luck and skill, um, it was, I used to do telephone prospecting to find my own businesses. So companies to work with so i basically when i set out i built a list of three different uh industries a uh, hundred on each list and the plan was over time one by one to get a client get that working then get a second client get that working get a third one get that working um, okay. and yeah i was calling on this list i got some uh meetings booked in got a couple of clients i was really fortunate the first two meetings i booked i got 
booked two clients on board, which was really rare. Right, That's I was good. really lucky there. Not like yeah. nothing to do with me. I just got really lucky. Um, and after January this year, I basically started putting video content out on LinkedIn of me phone making these cold calls. And for some reason, one of them went viral and I just got loads of followers. And from that moment onward, it took one month after posting videos, I was just getting a steady inflow of inbound leads. So I was only prospecting for three, four months, I think, three months. And then I was getting inbound leads and I very rarely prospect for myself now. Maybe there's a certain- So hold on, hold on. Let's talk about what does that inbound lead look like? You're out there recording yourself. You put it out there. Who starts contacting you? Other companies saying, hey, would you sell for us? Yeah, yeah. So I think gotcha. in, the, in the UK, there's not that much competition, right? Um, being brutally candid, there's a couple of other companies and another guy that I know um, that do this and they do well off of LinkedIn as well. But aside from that, there's some bigger kind of marketing businesses where you might outsource your whole sales team or your whole outbound function to them. Um, but primarily self-employed businesses or really small businesses that don't want to hire a salesperson full-time or someone to prospect for them full-time, um, they'll get in touch. And it might be the case, I'll set the meetings up and then the CEO or the MD or the president, mm-hmm. uh, they'll go and take the meeting, right? Um, so yeah, I just started getting all of these leads coming from all of these different industries that I'd never thought about prospecting. Um, and yeah, I've been fortunate in that respect. Uh, wow. I did uh, not think of that. I knew you got followers. I would think it would be like agents like me or insurance or professionals wanting to learn, but yeah, totally. Someone's watching you going, shit, I need this guy calling for me. You know, that mm-hmm. makes sense. I did not think of that. So where'd the name phone jacker come up from? I've heard that word before, but is that, were that any, any meaning to that, Callum? Yeah. So I, I don't think there's a comedy series, um, uh, in the UK. I think we're going back 10, 12 years now called phone jacker, but it's spelt with an F. I don't think yeah. you would have ever, maybe this never came out in America. Are you familiar with it? No, I'm not. I'm not. The premise. But I remember the time. I know phone jacker. I've heard that before. Yeah. So the premise of this comedy series, like I said, 10, 12 years ago, this one guy, um, he used to sit in an office and basically he would make prank calls and he created all of these fictional characters. Yeah. He created all these fictional characters and they made a TV series out of it and they used to do loads of animations um, and yeah, kind of make a comedy out of it and all the conversations that he was having. Um, and I used to love this show. So yeah, when I decided to do it, I was thinking, well, I can call myself anything now, right? I'm self-employed. There's, there's no one to tell me. And that was the first name that came into my head and I just stuck with it. And being completely candid as well, when I was about to launch on LinkedIn, it was the one thing that kind of played on my mind is how ridiculous it, it sounded, right? The phone jacker. Um, and yeah, I was conscious of like how people would receive it and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, fortunately, the feedback's been fairly positive on it. So Phone Jacker may not have been a good name 20, 30 years ago because we were all professional, you know, we're doing yeah, all that. Yeah. But Phone Jacker in today's world, that's like the cool hip, hip name, you know. Yeah. Um, so how old are you? I am 30, well, I'm 33 in about four weeks time. So I was thinking late twenties, early thirties. Okay. Um, still young as can be. And what's exciting is, is I love how you always pin it back. Maybe you don't notice this, Caleb. All right. All right. 
Colin, is that you have um you're you're amazed by you're amazed that you're self-employed. I don't know if that's right, but like that is something that uh, from just listening to you you can tell that you're very proud of yourself because I think that, as you said, you probably thought, maybe not doubted yourself, but you're like, holy shit, am I really making the right decisions after all this thing? And it's funny, as I listen to you tell your story, you're going back and you're thinking to yourself and you're almost reaffirming to yourself like what you've done. And it's yeah. really, really cool listening to that. And uh, and, and it brings a, a piece of excitement out of you um, that that's really, really cool. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear this. It's, it's exciting. It really is, man. It's really good. Well, I appreciate Calum, let me ask you one other, let me ask you another question. What was one thing, if you could think of one thing that Benjamin taught you, okay. Cause he's taught me a lot. Yeah. It, dude is, is off the wall. And I, and I only paid him one time for training. I just watch all of his YouTube videos and learn all kinds of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but what's one thing that he told you that really, really, helped you like in the phone um call process i think the to be fair the first thing that came to my head i'll go with this is literally what you just mentioned there is that you've got to be your best own best friend and that's in a prospect in a cold calling sense but even more so for me going self-employed and i had a couple of conversations with benjamin since i've um, being self-employed where I was struggling and I picked up the phone and I spoke to him and he was there on the other end of the phone to kind of be a shoulder to cry on, right? Um, and Those are helpful. Yeah, exactly. And as I said, he's, he said you've, you've got to be your own best friend, right? Because as you know, cold calling is tough. Setting up your own business is tough and you can put all the work in and at the end of it might not see the results that you expected. And mm -hmm. it's got, it can be disheartening, right? And it can throw you off track to a certain degree. Um, but that point about affirmation is so important when things go wrong or like I said, maybe you're having a, a tough time on the phone and nothing seems to be happening. The, you've got to kind of compare yourself to your own to, best friend that's yeah. that's genius you know but also you just got to compare that. yourself to yesterday that's what he would say be my best friend but are you better at what you're doing now than you were yesterday because if you can answer yes to that then you're on the right track right and you just keep getting better like and that. better and you learn from your mistakes and you grow and grow so yeah i think that's the best one more so because i'm self-employed doing this but i think for people cold calling it certainly applies there as well I agree. It is a, it is a tough business, but the reason why I don't find it as tough, and this is just me, um, and and I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking to loyal listeners, like if I drive down the road and I just decide to walk into places, right? Like in three hours, I can go to ten places. You know, I can go, I can call ten businesses and have good conversations with them in twenty to thirty minutes. You know, yeah. Um, if I want to, if I want a, a digital market and I want to send out postcards or I want to send out Facebook ads or whatever it can freaking be, those work, but they're long-term, right? Does a, and I tell a lot of agents that I produce is, yeah, you could do all that in three to four years. You're going to be like successful and have it coming in, but what the hell are you going to do in the next two to three years? You know, because in the next two to three years, you got to put premium on the books now, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, the, 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 two, the 2,500 a month that we give you as a producer only lasts for 18 months, right? So you, you gotta, you gotta get off this thing on your own. And I, and I think, I think that's, um, 
it's not an easy business, man. It's not an easy business, but I have to say it will put money in your pocket faster than any piece of, of marketing that I found out there. I mean, maybe there's something else, but that's me. You think so? You agree or disagree on that, Callum? No, absolutely. I'd agree. I think like going back to LinkedIn, right? For, for me as my own business, I get enough inbound leads from LinkedIn that I don't have to prospect. And that's great. And I'm pleased about that, right? Because it's one less thing that I have to worry about. But with that, you can't control it. So there'll be some months that I'll get more inbound leads than others. And there'll be some times where I don't know what companies are going to get in touch, right? And you can tailor your messaging and all of that kind of stuff, but you'll never get it absolutely buttoned on that you'll, you're getting the right type of prospects. Whereas with cold calling, you can control all of that, right? I can speak to who I want and the industries, businesses, the types of people. I don't have to deal with like managers getting in touch from an inbound lead and um, potentially mm-hmm. just there to waste my time, right? You've got so much more control. Um, and I think that's a really important element of it is that element yes. of control, right? And I think a lot of people, uh, maybe Americans, maybe maybe over in the UK, but I think we think to ourselves, if we're going to have uh, uh, someone who's cold calling, they need to be from our office, right? And so I think you kind of flip that on its head. You're kind of saying, no, if you need me to sell Coca-Cola for you, give me a plan, tell me who I'm supposed to call, and I'll, I'll freaking call them and sell the Coca-Cola for you, right? Or get you hooked up with some appointments to sell the Coca-Cola for you. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it just, I don't know. Something I don't think a lot of people, there's, we're so scared of that phone, man, that we will do almost anything else to call, but yet it gives the best results the quickest. Isn't that weird how that is, man? It's yeah. really weird. Really I think weird. that's a global issue, right? People were scared. And of here's it. where I see, here's where I see you going next. All right. This is me. You're going to be the phone jacker and you're going to end up getting speaking gigs and you're going to do whatever and you're going to play that 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 game. But if you want to make money, you're going to you're going to do that game a little. But you're going to I think start to find out maybe I'm wrong. It's just me. If I was you, I am a good cold caller. I'd be damn if I'm going to spend all my time getting that person to give me an appointment and I'm going to send some idiot ass in there to try to make the sale, right? After a while, it gets to the point where Calum starts thinking like, well, wait a minute, if, you know, I'm, I'm setting all these appointments, these guys aren't making it. Maybe they are, maybe they're not. How do I put together my own sales team? And then, you know, I'll drive the sales in there. So now I'm getting paid on the lead and I'm getting paid. I know you already thought of that, didn't you? You already been kind of tinkering that in your head. And I want you to know that's not a bad thought, man, because you're setting the leads and then you're giving it to idiots because most salespeople are idiots. You know what I mean? Not the so, truth. Yeah, but I don't know if I can be bothered to manage people. That's my problem. You don't like that? I don't know if I can be bothered. That's the thing. And uh, yeah, well, then I'm make cool. a bunch of money and hire somebody. Yeah. Hire somebody to manage those people for you. You're at the beginning right now, but I'm telling you, your pocketbook's going to look different in three to five years. And you're going to be thinking to yourself, okay, where do I go from here? And I think you're going to find out easily. You're setting the appointment for a good client, right? And then it's already there. So yeah. Anyways, no, good for you. Good for you, Callum. Anything you want to wrap up with saying or anything? I think this is a good introduction uh, for you into the American market, at least into yeah. my sphere. And I'm really excited for you. Anything you want to wrap up by saying? Um, no closing thoughts. But one thing we haven't talked about and kind of an area of the business that I've started to grow is um, I have a, a publication. It's kind of like an online newsletter called The Hang Up. 
Um, and the premise of it is what I do is I share cold call recordings, the full length versions. So if anyone's seen my content on LinkedIn, they'll know they're the short clips, right? And yeah, I share lots of content, mostly cold calls where I analyze them. Um, we look at the areas that I made some mistakes and what lessons I can learn from those mistakes, what I would have done differently. Um, and yeah, loads more content on that. So yeah, if any of the listeners. Where's that at? Where do, how do we get that? So you can find me on LinkedIn, the phone jacker or Callum Beecroft. That's primarily where I hang out. And then on my website, the phonejacker.co.uk. And yeah, on there, there's loads more information with a link to the hang up. There's a free version, there's a paid version. So you can check that out. There's some content on there. See if you like it. And if you want more, then yeah, obviously you can sign up. But yeah, sort of dip my toe into that world as well to kind of generate another revenue stream. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but no, listen. And you have a brand. Say that again. You have a brand and you could definitely franchise it as well as other things, right? So like like what Benjamin did to you, if he actually, you know, it's not his goal, his job, but something you could do is you could teach these other phone jackers and then they use your brand and image, right? It's almost like that, but they're specifically taught from you and then they can go out and create their own and then they give you a cut back. So man, yeah, I love the world in today. I love being young. I love being sexy like you and I are. I, I'm just joking. That doesn't help us at all when we're on the phone. Uh, but dude, I really, really, ch- you married? I'm not, no. All right. So I'm you're still smart. Yeah. Still yeah. smarter than, than, than most other guys. Callum, dude, I appreciate you, man. This is good. This is the beginning of a good relationship. I'll reach out to you. Uh, th- this this was uh, really good stuff, man. I appreciate you. No, thank you for having me on. And yeah, dipping my toe into the US world and hopefully you can grow there. So yeah, very much appreciate it. It's been fun. Thank you very no much. No problem. It has been. It's been great. And loyal listeners, you know what I do because I do it for you. Tell me your thoughts and tell me your ideas and I'm going to tell the world what you have to say. This has been Cass. He's Beecroft. We're out.